Will Daniel Jones return and save the Giants' playoff dreams on Sunday? We'll talk DJ, Pro Bowl snubs, preview Giants-Ravens, and get into the NFC East with just two games left in the season. Speaking of Pro Bowl, we will be joined by the Giants' tight end that made it for the first time. It's number 88, Evan Ingram. All that and more next on a Festivus for the rest of us. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Don't end the Giants season just yet. Edition of Blue Rush from the New York Post. Christmas, happy holidays. Welcome to Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts. But if you use Apple Podcasts, go in there right now. Give us a five-star rating and write in a nice review. We appreciate your support. Giants Pro Bowler, the tight end, Evan Ingram, easy Ingram is going to join us in the second half of the show. We'll answer your voicemails as well. And you got mail in the middle of the show. But as we always do, Lawrence Tynes, Paul Schwartz, Sarah McCrory, and I go straight into the paper. Happy holidays, guys. Merry Christmas. Festivus for the rest of us. Um, Hope all your families are well. We start, of course, at quarterback because, again, it's, it's the big debate. Who is going to play on Sunday? Daniel Jones missed Sunday's game with the hamstring and the ankle. Let's start with you, Paul. Will we see DJ back starting on Sunday, or do we see Colt McCoy again? Well, I've been pretty good at predicting this. I think Daniel Jones comes back. He said he felt better. Um, I asked him, you feel better with your hamstring or your ankle? He said both. So that's good. You know, (laughs) when you have multiple injuries, you kind of have to, you know, uh, uh, separate them. What do you feel better at, your left leg or the right leg? He looked like he was moving okay in practice in the early stages. I think he's just healthier now. They're not going to rush him back, but I think it's time. You know, it's time. It's, It's been three weeks for the hamstring. I think he's ready to play. And I think he will play. I hope he does. I mean, I just would like to see some, you know, more a body of work for for Daniel Jones for his sake. If he can play well these last two weeks and give Giants Nation a little bit better feeling with regards to his play for the season, because it feels like he's been out like for a month, but he hasn't. Uh, I just hope he doesn't get hit on that ankle again. I mean, those things are, you know, it's going to be tender. Uh, Hopefully the hamstring is healed, but we got to incorporate some RPOs to get this offense playing like it can play. So hopefully they bring that back, but it'll be fun to see him back. I think it'll rejuvenate this offense a little bit. Well, hopefully they learn their lesson. If he can't run, he can't play, period, because he tried that against the Cardinals. It didn't work. Now, Lawrence, one thing I thought was interesting, we were talking to John Harbaugh on a call, and, and he was asked, you know, did you ever have an aha moment with Lamar Jackson? You know, that this guy is our franchise quarterback. He said, yeah, just, you know, a game or two into his rookie year. Uh, you know, I had that aha moment. We asked Joe mm-hmm. Judge that, an aha moment with Daniel Jones. He said, no, there was not one aha moment. You know, typical Joe Judge. There was a series of moments that he saw the way he worked, his toughness, all these other things. And then he was asked, Joe Judge was asked, you know, is he your guy? You know, is, is he your guy moving forward next year? And Joe Judge, who speaks in big paragraphs, said, Daniel Jones is our quarterback. Now, it's not a surprise, but does that stuff resonate with a player? And, you know, you think Daniel Jones almost needs to hear that? Because like we said, he's had a rough second year here. He has. And if you think back to what how well he played last year, I mean, some of the games he had were magnificent. That's why Giants Nation was so excited. We changed coordinators. We get kind of in this safe 
The offensive line was bad early. You know, it's like we we don't know who Daniel Jones is. I think that's that's where Giants Nation right now is like we saw what he could do in Tampa and some of these games that come to mind last year that were just – but that was with Shermer, who's an outstanding offensive play caller. Like people forget about that. Garrett's a little more conservative. The offensive line was very, very bad early. They played better in the middle of the season. It is a validation for, for Daniel to hear that from his coach because he's going to hear that. Players need to be reinforced. Mm-hmm. They're pros. But these players need to hear that from their coaches too. And I hope he I just hope he plays well down. I, I don't care if we lose both games. I hope he plays well two weeks in a row to give us a good feeling to say, okay, let's go work on some other things that we need. Our guest later in the show, Evan Ingram just made the Pro Bowl at tight end alongside Giants cornerback James Bradbury. It's kind of in the talk of Giants Twitter, even though there's not going to be an actual Pro Bowl game. Who on the Giants do you think got snubbed? I mean, Graham Gano's the first guy that really pops out. I mean, he's had a really, really, really good season. I always say all pro is more of a validation for the players. Sure, the Pro Bowl is good, but I think all pro, I, I would say Leonard Williams, two guys that surely should have made it had we have had more wins, and Graham Gano. Kicker's hard. They only take one, right? So obviously Graham would have been the next guy. But Leonard Williams, for sure. Those are two guys that that stick out. Well, look, it figures. The kicker has to say the kicker is the one who got the biggest snub, of course. Of course, it was not the biggest snub. The biggest snub was the biggest guy, Leonard Williams. He is one of the better defensive linemen in the league. You know, after Aaron Donald, you can make a case he might be the best interior lineman this year. 8.5 sacks. The order I had, Lawrence, sorry. I had Leonard Williams one. Graham Gano, your guy too. Blake Martinez, three. Blake Martinez, it's a hard position. And the one thing, like you mentioned about the Pro Bowl and the All-Pro team, look, when guy, guys sometimes have Pro Bowl. Lawrence, did you ever have a Pro Bowl bonus in your contract? Yeah, every year. Every year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, what, 100000 50000 something yeah. like that? Yeah. 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 So, look, it's a big deal, you know, especially for a younger guy, get, get some extra bucks. But – when these agents and, and the, the teams and the front office guys at the end of the year, when they're negotiating a contract, you know what happened when a guy made the Pro Bowl? The agent said, my guy made the Pro Bowl this year. And the, the GM says, you know what the GM says? Well, that's a popularity contest. And then when the guy didn't make the Pro Bowl, the GM says, your guy didn't make the Pro Bowl. And the agent says, well, the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest. So everyone <laughs> kind of knows what it is. All pro is, is look, if you're the all pro, you're one of that's the best. Where it's at, yeah. Yeah, that's where it's at. I think we'll see Leonard Williams on one of those two teams. I really do. And Graham has to be the second team kicker. I could be wrong, but I think Leonard Williams shows up on one of those two teams. Guys, a big weekend. Obviously, it's week 16, a big weekend in the NFC East. The Cowboys will take on the Eagles, and Washington takes on the 4-10 Panthers. The NFC East could be over on Sunday while Sarah's drunk off eggnog from from the Christmas season, and everyone's (laughs) drinking. This thing could very well be over. Do you think it's over for Big Blue on Sunday, or do they live to see another week? It's going to be tough. Um, Washington plays the Panthers, right? No Christian McCaffrey. I don't know who the heck the Washington quarterback is going to be. Um, I don't know if he will still be throwing dollar bills at some people in some strip clubs or if he'll be actually be on the field. That I don't know. You know, that I don't know. That's between uh, Dwayne Haskins and the bouncer at the uh, strip club. You know, that's a disaster. And, 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 and hey, hey, remember when Giant fans were really debating and a lot of them wanted Dwayne Haskins. Remember? Dwayne Haskins had 50 touchdowns in one year and Daniel Jones had 50 touchdowns in three years at Duke. And everyone saw 
Dwayne Haskins on TV, and it's like, man, this is the guy. This is the guy with the big arm. The Giants didn't like him much, really. They liked Daniel Jones a lot better. And and I don't care how badly Daniel Jones is playing, right, Lawrence? Dwayne Haskins is not the guy. But the Reds, the Washington can win. I almost said Redskins. I almost had to do a, a uh, yeah. Jake, Jake Brown penalty lap there for saying uh, – Something I shouldn't I should saying something I shouldn't say. Look, the Giants have to beat the Ravens. That's in Baltimore. That's not easy. So uh, it could be over. It could be over this week. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not fair to Daniel Jones because he was thrown to like doctors and lawyers at Duke, and Dwayne Haskins is thrown the first round pick. So it's a lot, not a fair comparison. We play at twelve o'clock. I was just looking at that, and so what's interesting to me about that is that the Eagles in in Washington and I they all play at three o'clock. Well, hold on, hold so, on. Get hold on. Out of you're the, on get Central. Out of you're on Central, bro. Okay. Yeah, you're. <laughs> hey, let me be in the Midwest here. You're confusing no, no, no. the New York fans. Yeah, all, all the Giant fans are going <laughs> to turn on at noon, and they're going to say, "Where the hell's the game?" The great kicker yeah, well, Lawrence Kine said the game's at noon. Said it was <laughs> not at one o'clock. One o'clock. For God's it's twenty twenty. Anything can happen. Yes. Anything can happen. We may even play it tomorrow. I think this game is more winnable. The Ravens game, for some reason, in my weird way of thinking than the Cleveland game was because Lamar Jackson, it, listen, let's call it what it is. He's not a good passer. I don't care if he can throw on the run. I think this defense can confuse him. I think we have to – listen, he's going to make plays with his feet. I get that. But I think they've got one guy they throw to, Hollywood Brown, deep, and that, and they got a nice tight end. But I think we we get a couple of turnovers here. I think we we keep this thing going for one more week. I came here to hear Paul Schwartz and strip clubs. I, I got to say, I love this show for that reason. I love that you talked about that, Paul. I mean, he did. He talked about it. went to the bottle service. <laughs> I've God. done I've done some research on what they are. Um, you know, of course, <laughs> never having stepped in one, so I've I've. I Googled strip clubs and I Dwayne, Haskins, Dwayne Haskins name came up. So, you know, what am I going to do? I thought <laughs> that's like a strip club, like a New York strip, right? It's a steakhouse, right? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. they the, No filet, no filet mignons. They only serve strips. Everyone so, in yeah. Magic City, okay, including so. Lou Williams, goes to the strip club for chicken wings. So you, you're onto something, Paul. They have hams too in there. Big old hams. <laughs> <laughs> Thighs too, breasts, legs, all that. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> First off, I want to just point out, Jake, I will probably be drunk off eggnog, whether it's over or it's not. Um, but this Sunday, the five and nine Giants are taking a trip to Baltimore to take on the nine and five Ravens. And it's actually at 1 p.m. Eastern. For those listening, it's at 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, the Ravens are a big favorite in this one, getting 11 points. Let's break down the game and give me your predictions. All right. So I think the Giants are going to find a way to win this football game. I really do. I think we got our horses back. We get Daniel back. They find a way to at least take it to week 17. I'm going to go Giants 24 20. Okay. Um, Sarah, the cartons of eggnog that you get in the supermarket, right? They don't have alcohol in them. <laughs> no, you got to add it yourself. <laughs> oh, it. now I get it. You know, I couldn't understand. <laughs> I would buy the carton and I would you know, drink it. It's a little rich, but you know, I can handle it. And I'm like, why are people getting drunk from this? You add something to it. That's okay. Okay. Now I get it. Now I get it. So Lawrence must have already added to his eggnog because I didn't like his uh, rundown of, of that game. Okay. <laughs> You're, you're missing the point with Lamar Jackson. He's not a traditional passer. The guy is, is he's a freak athlete. Joe Judge used two things to describe him, okay, this week. He called him Gumby. You guys, am I dating myself? You know what Gumby is, right? You cannot. Yeah. You cannot I know what Gumby is. Gumby. Okay, Gumby. And he also 
said that he is um, a unicorn. Okay, we know what a unicorn yeah. is. There's, no, there's there 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 there's not a lot of unicorns. So this guy is the most dangerous person on the planet with the ball in his hands, bar none, bar any running back, anything in my mind. He's a tough guy to stop. I don't know if the Giants can stop him running the ball and then throwing little dump off passes, things like that, throwing the ball over the guy. She's got a strong arm. I don't see how the Giants win. I think they can keep it close. Uh, I'm looking at something like uh, 27-21, something like that. I just don't know if they have enough firepower. They have to score points, and I don't know if they can score enough points. Well, I bet against the Giants last week, and then they lost, so I'm never doing that again. But I think that Having Daniel Jones back, I think Evan Ingram going to the Pro Bowl maybe gives him a little pep in his step. I'm going 2017 G-Men. Mm, wow. I think Sarah might you know, get, be getting her kittens drunk on Sunday as well with that prediction. <laughs> um, but I, I'm going to take the rate. I, I just can't see this. I, listen, I hope I'm wrong. I, I would love the Giants to win because I want Week 17 to matter. No one wants yeah. this thing to end now. We want Week 17 all or nothing, beat the freaking Cowboys and go to the playoffs. I mean, inject that right into my veins. But I'm taking the Ravens 24-17. Damn, Daniel. You've got mail. We're still waiting for Casey from New York. We have no idea. It could be a man, for all we know, that just put on this voice. (laughs) We don't know who Casey is. So, Casey, come out of the woodworks, tweet us, let us know who you are. All right, we got four voicemails, one a little shorter than the other three. But uh, let's let's hear what they got, and uh, we'll get your answers, guys. Let's do it. You've got mail. Hey, guys. This is Brian from Enfield, Connecticut, Stafford Bulldogs head football coach. I want to know what you guys think about dimes. Dime is the future, or is dimes a dud? I like him. I've seen so many good things, and I want to believe he's going to be great. But they just confuse me week in and week out. What do you guys think? He's talking about dimes. Dimes. Daniel dimes. Jones. I hate that name. You know oh what? God. The, the, the team doesn't really embrace that name. They all call Good. him DJ. Shouldn't. They don't call him Danny Dimes. Uh, yeah, he's Danny. Uh, he's Danny Pennies this year. You know, he's not throwing a lot. But for Brian's uh, sake, we'll answer it. Yes, dimes. we will. Nice That's fine. Call. Danny Dimes. Fine. It's a good question, Brian. You know what the beauty of it is? He's coming back next year to be their quarterback. So we don't have to sit here today, almost all the way through his second year, and say yay or nay with Daniel Jones. I saw a lot last year that I liked. I saw some things this year I don't like. The third year is the charm. So we'll run it back in 2021. Hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully the team is better. Second year in this offense, and away we go. The Giants hope he's the guy. He's a good guy. He's a fitting successor to Eli Manning. He just has to play better. I think he'll get that opportunity in 2021. Yeah, Brian, thanks for leaving the voicemail, and thanks for listening. I am just as confused as you or anybody that probably watches him play because from last year to this year, it looks not like two completely different players, but it looks like he has regressed in some form. I think part of it's play calling. I think part of it is injuries, and he's been beat up a little bit. I think he's getting hit more this year, obviously. But I hope he has kind of a Baker Mayfield-type year three where Baker, you could literally say – you know, was not very good last year. And I think we'll maybe end up saying that about Daniel Jones. So I hopefully he, he has a year three to Paul's point and we can figure it out after that. Actually, can I add something to that? I have a question for you guys, not just about Daniel Jones, but do you think this year with COVID adds like an asterisk next to this year for players? Do you think I this do. should count? Like, I mean, obviously it counts, but next year he has hopefully a packed stadium and all that. Do you think that he should be given a little more slack? I do, but it's the NFL. I mean, listen, I I, I do, and we all do probably, but 
the reality of it is, you know, he was a first round pick and he's supposed to be really good. I, I just think that that's going to play into it in terms of their overall evaluation, but we still need to see him play better. Sorry. Next time I'll call him. <laughs> Sarah from uh, Westchester calling in. From, from the attic. Literally yeah. from my Sarah parents' from her attic. parents' attic with kittens and in the faucet in the background. All right. I, I did the math, guys, by the way. 400,000 dimes was what Dwayne Haskins was charged for massless at the strip club. It was a lot of dimes. You've got mail. Hey, what's going on, Paul and LT? This is Cam calling from The Rock. Just want to get your take on the Pro Bowl selections of Evan Ingram and James Bradbury. What do you think? Blake Martinez and Leo, the big cat, were slighted by not receiving that award. What are their chances of making all pro? And where do you think the franchise goes from here, assuming that we don't make the playoffs? Do you think we stick with Daniel Jones? And do you think we go edge or wide receiver one in the draft? depending on the the flux of top names at the wide receiver one position and edge position in this upcoming free agency class. Cam's got a question for a family of five, apparently. <laughs> family of five. <laughs> well, look, it's a lot there. Thank you. They're, they're insightful questions, uh, all of them. Let's uh, look, Pro Bowl, it's not just capricious. They do, you know, fans vote, coaches vote, players vote. I don't think you can say a bunch of guys got snubbed because, look, the Giants are five and nine, right? Five and nine teams don't get a ton of guys. I think Leonard Williams deserved it. I think Graham Gano deserved it. I think Blake Martinez, you can certainly make a case for. James Bradbury deserved it. Evan Ingram, a lot of fans were upset he didn't deserve it. Zach Ertz was hurt. George Kittle was hurt. Robert Tanyan has almost the same numbers from the Packers as Ingram. He has 10 touchdowns. Evan Ingram has one. You want to make a case for Robert Tanyan? Go right ahead. It's a strong case. This is the way it rolled out. So in Green Bay, they'll be hot and bothered about it. Everywhere else, people who like Evan Ingram will be pumped for Evan Ingram. That's a lot of questions, Cam. Thanks for for calling in. Um, I'm going to try and hit these. With the Pro Bowl, like Paul just said, I don't want to get repetitive. We, you know, Graham got slighted. I think Leonard did. But there's only so many spots. So a couple of those guys will end up on the all-pro team, I think, which was your second question. Daniel Jones. Jury's still out on him. We covered that a little bit earlier. I think he's the guy. We hope he's the guy, but we just don't know yet. And so if he plays well down the stretch here, we'll all be excited about 2021. Where do the Giants go from here? Listen, I don't think it's a failure if they don't make the playoffs. I mean, if they get to six wins, it's not a successful season, but I think it's more than what we possibly could have expected to start this year with COVID and the new head coach. So um, we'll just have to see, you know, let the games play out. All right, guys, we go from a guy with about a thousand questions to a guy that really asked us nothing. Here we go. You've got mail. Hey, my name is Byron Carter. I'm from Queen, Texas, and I've been a Giants fan since I've been alive. So basically, he just had to tell us he was a Giants fan since he's Let's been alive. Let's go, Byron. So. Let's go, Byron. That's all. Hey, listen. Thanks for the. Hey, thanks for the the voicemail. I mean, that's big time. Yeah, I, I think I think he thought we were responding because someone tweeted about you know get back to me, but that's not how this works. We don't call you back. No. It's a voicemail. <laughs> I appreciate that from Byron. He just wanted to send his love since that's, he was alive. Yeah. I want to know how old he is. <laughs> yeah, did he say he was, he was from Texas? Yeah, from Texas. Love. Yeah, we're more global. global. Listen, Tunisia, you're a Texas, Giants fan everywhere. living in Texas. That's not easy to be we a Giants it. fan in That's in Texas. Easy for Byron. So, so good for him. Good for him to listening. Very good. All right, thanks for calling. We needed that after yeah. a six we, question voicemail. We it was good to have zero. All right, you've got mail. My name's Frankie. I'm from Queens, New York, and uh, I just wanted to throw out there the absurd notion that 
Evan Ingram. It's just so crazy. Shout out to Frankie from Queens. He might own the local pizza spot by me. Yeah, I mean, first time, long time. Who's You want to answer this? Listen, because I... Frankie, thanks for calling. I don't think it's absurd unless you have the film and the and the information to back up what you're saying. You're looking at hardcore numbers, and numbers aren't everything on Pro Bowl voting. I would say this. I'm not trying to talk down to you. I'm just trying to tell you how this works. Those coaches and those players that Evan Ingram lines up against every Sunday voted him in. There is no way in hell they fold him or fold them. They can't. You can't. The film, they always have a saying in pro football, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. His numbers don't say that he's a Pro Bowl football player, but his peers and the people he's playing against do. That is validation enough for me, and it should be for you guys too. Thanks for calling. And you know what? If this was some kind of an injustice and maybe he doesn't quote-unquote deserve to be in the Pro Bowl, fine. You know, the world will not fall off its axis. And if you're a real Giant fan, you – can look at this and not say, oh my God, why is Evan Ingram a pro bowler? You should look at it and say, this is going to make Evan Ingram play better. Spark him, help him. He's going to help him. That is an important thing. That's the better way to look at this. I, I think too, real quick, following up on that, Paul, is people get so enamored by numbers. And while they're great for, for tight ends to have catches and, and, and touchdowns, Watch him win the run game. I, I encourage everyone to watch him compete and block in the run game. It's real. That dude is moving people, and he is blocking really well. So he's doing all three things at his position really, really well. And I would encourage people to study the full body of work and not just cherry pick 500 yards and however many damn catches he has. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for calling in. And You got mail. If you want to hear your voicemail, whatever kind of message you have, 508. 508- Two nine six eight three five eight. We'll take them. What could be one final time next Wednesday before the season ends on Sunday, and we head into the off season. You guys talk about Evan Ingram. How about we talk to Evan Ingram next, right here on Blue Rush. Joining us next on Blue Rush is a fourth year Giants tight end out of Ole Miss. He set many Giants tight end franchise records as a rookie. In 2017, he was a first team All-American in 2016 and first team All-SEC in 2014 and 2016, where he also earned the Connerly Trophy. This week, he joins us celebrating his first Pro Bowl selection. It's the pride of Powder Springs, Georgia. Rub the powder, slap your hands together with it like your King James for number 88, Evan Ingram. Evan, welcome to Blue Rush. It's Jake Brown, Lawrence Tynes, Paul Schwartz. Congrats on your Pro Bowl selection. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. How are you doing? What's up, fellas? Um, I'm good. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, uh, it feels good. Glad to be on the show. I'm glad y'all having me. I, I hope you I hope you ram your uh, your powder up in the air like LeBron with that that intro, Evan. <laughs> that's honestly, from, um, from me being from Powder Springs, that's the first time I've heard somebody use that with Powder Springs. So Boom. That's give, why they pay me the big bucks, Evan. That's why, right there. <laughs> Hey, Evan, it's Paul. Uh, Thanks for coming on, and uh, heartfelt congratulations on the Pro Bowl. Um, Either you are, I've seen you as a player, certainly, either you are the best actor I've ever seen, or you really were surprised when you got a call from Howard Cross the other day. Can you explain how that went down, and you really didn't know at all when he called you? All right, so um, 
I didn't know. I didn't know hundred percent. Like I, I was at like maybe I maybe had like a small idea because I may have been tipped off, but I didn't pay any mind. Like somebody said something to me, DJ. I was leaving the facility and DJ said something like, and I really didn't pay any mind. And he was like, "Bro, congrats on the Pro Bowl." And I thought he was joking, so I just like I just I just <laughs> didn't pay any mind. And then um, I'm driving home and I get a call from our PR people um, and they're setting up the zoom with Howard Cross at one at one thirty, And it's like the most random time and the most random thing they ever really wanted me to do. So I'm like, there's no way. And then I get on the call with Howard and there was no, cause they told me that um, Howard had a zoom with some former players and I was coming on there to talk ball and talk about the season and stuff like that. So I get on there and I see it's just Howard and, and some of the PR people and, and he broke it to me. I, I was I was really shocked though. I, I was very surprised. And Evan, it's a weird year because there there actually isn't a game. Uh, have you planned on how you're doing it? Is there going to be like a virtual game? Or are you going to play pee wee football, flag football in the backyard? What's the plan? Uh, nah, uh, I think they got some uh, some Madden tournament or something. I've been playing a lot of Madden lately, so I think I'll be ready for that. And uh, my neighbor, uh, one of my neighbors back home, uh, Jackson, he's like he just started playing pop Warner football, and he's got his pads ready. So when I when I go home, I might get in the yard and, and run around with him and, and pretend that's my Pro Bowl. Hey, that sounds like fun, Evan. This is Lawrence. Thank you so much for coming on. I it has to mean more because you were voting. You didn't have a ton of fan vote, which is fine. But your peers and these coaches that watch the film and see you play every Sunday and what you put on film is what got you in the Pro Bowl. Numbers are numbers. People can make numbers all they want. But your peers and your coaches, that validates it, right? That makes you hold your head up high. And I want to ask another question on top of that is, what is something you've done this year that you're most proud of in your game that's improved? Um, Yeah, I think – and that's that's probably the the most thing I'm proud about um, because um, I know I didn't. Um, I didn't really get a lot of fan votes, but um, I think I think the the peers and the players. I think those are really the the votes that matter um, the most. Uh, man, uh, just I know from across the league, and I've 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 loved getting respect from from other coaches and other players when I go out there and compete. So um, that definitely means a lot to me, and um, that that makes me feel um, very deserving. I think the biggest thing I'm proud of this year is one, really two things. One, we we faced a lot of adversity as a team um, early on. We never gave up. We always stayed the course. We always showed up and and worked even harder. And I, I think that's and where we're at right now and, and where we're going with these last two games uh, is a, a testament of our team and, and our, the guys that we have in the locker room. And, um, me personally, uh, I think I've grown a lot of my blocking. Um, I think I've, I've, I've gained a physical uh, – I think I've gained another physical edge um, that, I, that I didn't know that I was capable of. And um, that goes against credit to Coach Kitchens and, and our staff that, that we put the work in each day and then all the rest of the tight ends as well, um, the kind of the, the culture and, and attitude we have in that room each day. Hey, Evan, I remember as a rookie, uh, you as a rookie in 2017, and there was a lot of losing. You had a good rookie year. There was a lot of losing. And I remember a lot of times you were out there in, in the locker room back when we used to go in the locker room, right? And um, you used to face the music and you were kind of like a young, young, young spokesman for the team. I remember talking to you one day and saying, man, you know, I really impressed how you stand up for this. You were a very impressive rookie. When you look at 
this Pro Bowl now. Do you think this can be a springboard for you? You're coming back to the Giants next year. Do you look at yourself and carry yourself now and maybe this can help your confidence even more and say, I'm a pro bowler. You know, now I got to act like a pro bowler. Now I got to play like a pro bowler. Can this springboard you to a different level? Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, uh, first, I appreciate appreciated those words. I remember that. Uh, and it, it's when you say 2017, you make me feel old. But but no, I, I do think, um, I do think, this this definitely does give me um, a, a big boost of confidence. Um, it it kind of um, it gives me a, um, a a little pat on the back. I think um, just because I never really I never really uh, hype myself up or try to boost myself up. I kind of just put the work in and, and let my play talk for itself. So um, this definitely is this means a lot to me and it, it gets me excited and it does add um, a little boost of confidence and definitely had a, had a little bit of pep in my step the past couple of days. So I do think uh, it definitely is a lot comes with it. Uh, being a pro bowler, um, I do have to continue to, to play at a high level and I, 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 I want to do that anyway. So um, I think this can definitely um, boost me and, and continue to, uh, to show me that hard work does pay off and, and it shows me more work I can continue to put, uh, put in. Well, Evan, don't feel that old. Paul is the oldest one here in this call right now. So we have taught uh-huh. Paul about, you know, sliding into DMs and certain things that us like <laughs> me and Sarah being in the 20s that we are and you. Um, so, you know, he, he's the older guy, the vet in here. You're the young guy. And, you know, you had some injuries a lot in your career. This is the first year you've kind of get to, gotten to play every game. Did that take a toll on you? Did the phys- did it physically take a toll on you? Did it mentally take a toll on you? And it did affect your, you know, how you played the first three seasons? Yeah, the injuries. I, honestly, the injuries I felt like definitely took a more toll on me mentally, uh, physically. I, mean, I feel great. You know, the injuries I've had um, aren't hindering me. God, God be the glory for that. Um, and I feel I, my body feels great right now. So, uh, but mentally, man, it was tough. Uh, missing time and missing games and and definitely I feel, I feel like last year was was really tough because I was starting to get in the groove had a couple big games and uh, my my I feel like I was kind of breaking out um and then the foot happened and never really got back so it, it took a big toll on me mentally just just the just the surgery and, and the rehab and just the stuff I had to go through the foot I wouldn't I wouldn't wish a foot injury on anybody um, it was really tough and a lot of a lot of hard days a lot of tough days and um, getting back to where I am today I really really just blessed so the in- injuries like I said I'm glad that nothing's really hindering me physically but uh, mentally it, it was hard but definitely made me stronger mentally as well now Evan a couple of weeks ago we have our daily zoom with the head coach of the New York football Giants Joe Judge and he comes out he's always wearing a Giants hat right Giants hoodie he comes out mm-hmm. wearing a old miss bucket hat and an old miss hoodie right and you mm-hmm. kind of look at him and like what the heck is going on here and he starts talking and starts saying about how he lost a bet and all of a sudden the tight end of the Giants Evan Ingram kind of slides into the zoom right um, um first of all were you surprised that the head coach of the team made a bet with you and explain because a lot of New Yorkers and New Jersey people don't know what the egg bowl is how you got your little uh sweet revenge a little uh winning from the head coach there yeah that was that was actually um really cool yeah he came up to me that week and uh, there was egg, egg bowl week is always a big week between Mississippi State fans and Ole Miss fans and uh, a lot of trash talking a lot of bets and he came up to me he was like we'll be betting on the game and um, and I said, uh, I said that he would have to wear a hoodie or a hat in the media. And then the bet with me was I would have had to wear a cowbell around my neck for a day around the facility. And for those who don't know, uh, Mississippi State um, fans ring cowbells at their game. It's the weirdest, lamest thing I've ever seen, but they love it. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
luckily Ole Miss came out on the win, and that would have been bad for me. But um, definitely, uh, was it was cool for this to see him. He was actually excited. I, he he definitely uh, he looked a little bit too happy wearing it. So I still give him I still give him crap about it. Uh, I told him he looked a lot better in, in those colors than he does in Mississippi State colors. So uh, it was cool for him to hold up his end of that. One thing that impresses me about you when I watch you from afar, and obviously we haven't ever met, is I love the way you block out the noise because there's a lot of noise out there, right? And is that something you learned maybe from Eli? Like, did you watch how he handled adversity and things like that? Because you do a great job of it. You couldn't tell if you had 100 yards or you had zero yards. And I love that about you. And every week you show up and you just do your thing. Is that something you learned from him or watching older players? That's honestly that's honestly the first, the first time um, that somebody's brought that up because that is the number one thing um, I always admired about Eli uh, was week in and week out. He never bought into what people on the outside were saying. And the year I came in, I mean, it was, I mean, all hell broke loose. So I, I saw I saw it literally my first year, my first experience in the league. I mean, eyes bright open, really noticing everything. And that was that was the biggest thing um, that I that I admired about and respected and learned from Eli was I mean, he was the he was the leader of the team, the head of the team, was the face of the franchise and in the downtime and a lot of bad games. I mean, Giants fans, they're the greatest fans or they're definitely the most honest and, and outspoken fans. He never batted it out bad and I and that that's something that I definitely learned and um I learned that that's what comes with the gig that's what comes with the job um being a giant and, and being um in the spotlight and being a football player and bad games happen bad plays happen and kind of kind of crazy how the world is now people just kind of attack and this and that but um I definitely learned uh definitely got some tough skin watching Eli and I, I always appreciate him for that Evan, um, you know, most guys like you, you are the best athletes in your family, right? You're the studs of the family. I'm not sure you can say that. Um, I don't know if people know your sister McKenzie was a uh, college basketball star at Georgia. Uh, she was drafted by the Atlanta Dream. She played in Israel professionally. She went to Sweden for a while professionally. So uh, before we get into that, one answer, her or me, okay? Who would win one-on-one, her or me? Which one? She will wear you out, man. <laughs> no, no. Me, me, I mean meaning you, okay? Yeah. Paul would get taken to school. Yeah. No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She yeah. would definitely wear not you me, out. Not me, no. No, no, no. She would definitely wear you out. Yeah. But she's not beating me. Uh, she never has, never will. That's funny. I will give okay, her, uh, how about I, horse? I always give her. I always her or you and horse? Yeah, that's, 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 that's what I give her. She can beat me on horse now. Her jump shot, her jump shot is pure, but. One on one, like that's never happening. But I do give her, I do give her credit. She can't shoot, so she can, she can definitely beat me in the game. Or she has beat me in the game of horse before. So are you, so are you a slasher? Or are you baby, baby Shaq? Like how, how, how are you playing your game against her one on one? Oh, I'm, I'm just, yeah, baby Shaq for sure. <laughs> Not or get nothing on defense. I'm baby Shaq on offense. I'm like just slashing to the rim, just beating her up, really. I mean. <laughs> That's how she got so good. I take all the credit for her success because <laughs> she would play me, she would play me, and then go play the little girls and just dominate. So I take all the credit for that. Hey, hey, Evan! I saw mom was in the video, and that makes it even more special. What's mom cooking up for Christmas dinner? <laughs> What's she cooking for you? Nah, she came. She was up here this past weekend, um, and she made all her little. She does her little Christmas desserts every year. Um, so she she has these little caramel caramel um, little puff things she makes she makes these lemon pepper and ranch pretzels she made this cranberry brulee i don't even know but it's really good with some vanilla ice cream so she i'm i'm trying to 
I'm trying to eat clean for the week, but it's kind of hard because there's a lot left over. So, bro, you're in good enough. I've seen some, you know, the Instagram thirst traps out there, Evan. You know, your your body's looking good. <laughs> Take a day off and eat eat well on Christmas. Uh, get it done, man. We we miss Eli Manning, Evan. Do you miss him? You guys have that old Miss connection. I know you mentioned him and you know the leader that he was. But is there a day you wake up, you're like, man, I miss Eli Manning in a Giants uniform? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, everybody misses Eli around. Um, I know. I know I do, and and a lot of a lot of people that been with the Giants and been in the building for a while um, miss him. And I know uh, he's on. I know I see I see him on Twitter all the time. Um, and and he he's he was pretty pumped on during our winning streak that we had. And um, I remember thinking um, it would have been it would have been cool for him to to be a part of the being the first in the division and, and us and us um, competing for the playoffs. Um, I definitely definitely would love having him around. So yeah, I'll always miss always missing Tim. This is a December game, obviously. You know, you have not been around a lot of December games that the team is still relevant. This team is still in playoff contention. What does it mean to go into a game Sunday in Baltimore? You guys don't have your destiny in your hands anymore, but you can make the playoffs. Uh, that's You haven't had that situation before. It is You guys have kind of tried to low-key this whole playoff thing, but deep down, man, you get in the playoffs. That's got to be a big deal if you could pull it off, I would think. Of course. Um, it would be, uh, be my first trip. Um, will be the first time in a while uh, for the Giants, so um, it definitely it, it means a lot. Um, and I mean, from guys, from guys I've spoken to that have made it, um, that have played in it, that have won in it. I mean, they said there's no, there's nothing like it. Um, that that's the highest level of football ever. And so um, it's definitely a. It's definitely something that we're that we're working for. Um, obviously, the biggest thing right now is uh, keeping our attention on Baltimore um, because that's that's the next game we have to win. Um, so, um, it definitely means a lot, and it's definitely something we're working for. Uh, we just got to take it one day at a time um, and, and do what we got to do to to beat Baltimore. Evan, we ask every current guest, "What's the Joe Judge lap tally at? How many laps have you run this year?" Mm. This sounds like a double digit high <laughs> number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't ran one since the, since the end of camp. Maybe maybe the first couple of weeks, but I think I, I think I ended up with like maybe five or six during camp. That was that's low though. There were a lot of guys that had a lot more, so I had a pretty I had a pretty disciplined camp. We had Graham Gano on, and he he said he was at zero. He got he played the vet card with like his knee injury. From it's a kicker thing, of course. Ago. Lawrence knows about. Unless, it. Yeah. Hey, Evan, you know you got to take care of the kicker. Graham has been balling, right? I mean, you got to taste. What is he? Twenty nine for thirty, and I he mean, got snubbed out of the Pro Bowl. Evan, what the hell's going snubbed. on with that? Yeah, no, nah, I was talking to him today. I was like, oh no, I definitely uh, he definitely got snubbed. Uh, he got snubbed. I got a hit out on that young Hoku guy down in Atlanta, so he might be in there. Graham doesn't miss, so he don't he don't need to. I don't think he even did anything to run a lap, so he's he's good anyway. What did you do to get all the laps? Were they false starts? Were they drops? I mean, you know, you're pretty. Uh, you kind of toe the line in practice. What the heck did you do? Yeah, for me, it was it was a couple false starts, but then most of them were was like it was to the point where we broke the huddle and I went like you went the wrong way. Like that was a lap because we were learning the offense and. And coach, coaches were, were they were they weren't make, make it, they weren't taking any excuses and they wanted us to be sharp. So literally, if we walked to the wrong side of the formation, um, it was a lap. So I definitely had a couple couple of lows early on. Um, and it, that, at that point, I mean, once you do it and the, the line gets set and you have to shift back over, I mean, you might as well, I might as well just start taking off. So yeah, that, that was mainly what was going on. You know, Evan, on the outside, there were a lot of people criticizing Joe Judge for these terrible, harsh penalty laps. I was there in training camp. Those weren't exactly grueling sprints around the field, were they? No, nah, I mean, that's, yeah, I saw that. I mean, I was like, 
people don't know what they're talking about. Guys, guys would literally like there were times there was there were, it got to a point where it would slow down practice for guys to take a lap at that moment. Um, and obviously, Coach Judge would probably let it slide. But guys, after practice, guys would run the laps like on their own because they knew they messed up and they knew they they owed they owed uh, the team a lap. So. Um, it was something we bought into, and I think it it's helped, it helped us really um, with our discipline and attention to detail. Evan Ingram, you can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Easy Ingram. With that name, can you drop bars? Like we we talked about this last week about dropping bars, and everyone made fun of me. Uh, but can, can you drop bars with the name Easy Ingram? Um, I'm not gonna say I, I'm not gonna say I'm good, but I do have a couple underground tracks. On, on, the, on the phone. Well, you got to so, give us an acapo- hey. acapulco, acapella, bro, right now. Do you got a hot hot 8, hot 16 for us to close it out? I don't, I don't have a hot I don't have a hot eight. That's not happening. Oh, not man. even a hot four, a hot two. Hey, Jake no. is like a freestyler, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. So, well, if Jake, I have, Jake, if, if I have the right bars. thing in my in my system, yeah. if I have things in my system that get the you know the brain flowing, Evan, uh, I can. But in a sober state of mind, as I am for this podcast, it would probably come yeah. out terribly. So. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm definitely with you on that. Exactly. <laughs> Evan Ingram, follow him on Twitter, Instagram, Easy Ingram. Congrats on the Pro Bowl, man, and uh, go beat the damn Ravens. Let's go to the playoffs. How about that? Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. That says cheerio to episode 61, the Bob Cratch edition of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Sarah McCroy for producing the show. Subscribe to Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts. Give us a wee five-star rating and rating a nice review, you filthy animals. For Paulie Schwartz, I'm Lawrence Tynes. We return to your bloody logs on Monday following the Giants-Ravens game. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and stay safe, folks. I googled strip clubs throwing dollar bills. 